started, um, something we're going to look at once a month, and that is God's providence in American history, miracles in American history. And we uh, started last week um, with a, an event or a person that this happened even before the um, America was founded. There are a couple of things like this, and I think we can still see God's providence in in events and in, in, in people that he's working with even before uh, the actual land that God wanted the new country in was even discovered. So I think that's fascinating. As we look back at history now, we can see God's hand. And uh, as I mentioned, we, were, we use that word providence um, sometimes, or that is used as, as a, a reference to God's involvement in human affairs. Uh, it's a reference to God watching over his creation with, of course, wisdom and care. And then it comes into this area of even intervening in events. And we're going to, um, I'll read a verse again that, that talks about that in Daniel uh, when I'm done. But uh, So we're talking about Christopher Columbus. And um, Christopher Columbus's life is, is full of coincidences that can only be explained um, as miracles. And um, we'll talk about why God chose to use him. Not sure. It's, it's, it's impossible to know. I have, a, I have an idea, but uh, we'll talk about that in just a minute. But, and we talked about all the things that he had gone through. And at some point, you know, his, his reverence for Scripture, his, his, um, you know, his father had instilled in him that, that reverence for Scripture. And, and, he, and he read the Bible. Um, and at some point, he decided that, that God was showing him, and, and we look at the... Uh, we're getting our things up here or not. Uh, okay, so we looked at this map last week. This is a map uh, as the world was understood in 1492. Now, think of that as a globe. Most people didn't think the world was flat anymore. That had been taught for, you know, a long time, a thousand years, but most, most uh, learned people did not believe that. They thought the world was round, but the question was, we knew where Europe was on your left, and we knew where Asia was, uh, China on the right, um, and think of that as you know, fold that back as a globe, as as a globe, and there would be ocean back there. But the question was, how far around was it? If you sailed that way, how far was it before you came around this way? And we had just discovered um, that we could go down below Africa and up again. Remember that Europe is in a is in a terrible state. Um, 30-40% of the population have been, had been decimated by the Black Plague. Um, just terrible depression over the entire continent. And the, and the Europe was looking for some good news. They needed trade routes to the east because China had everything. China had the, uh, the new inventions. They had the food. They had the, all the, all the glitz was in China. And so we're trying to find a way to India and China. And, and so, um, that, that is the, that is the thinking that is propelling the, the, uh, I should say, the, you know, the discovery the, 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 that sailors are trying to find these ways. So at some point, Columbus decided, and he said later, he, he saw this in God's word, he would, uh, that there was a great landmass before you reached China. So if you sailed that way, there was something back there. There was something in between Europe and China. And um, didn't know what it was. Um, and that God had destined him, he thought, to be an instrument for spreading the gospel to that land, whatever it was. So he started sharing his idea. Without exception, he was met with scorn. No one believed it was possible. Most learned men called him foolish. Most, uh, many of them called him insane. 
Um, but he was led by this conviction that God had destined him to do this. He began to look for a patron, and this is where we left off last week. Somebody had to pay for this voyage, and that would be a bitter and exhausting battle and take years. So for eight years, he traveled through Europe, and uh, he was penniless. He was alone, um, hungry most of the time. Um, he endured physical abuse. People thought he was a fool. They would beat him in the streets, um, do a scoffing, of course, and scorn. He made seven formal proposals to different rich and royalty. Um, he, he, uh, he approached the uh, king of Portugal, uh, Portugal, sorry, the, the, the Henry VII of England. He, he, uh, he gave a proposal to the king of France. And then he settled on uh, the new king and queen of what would become Spain, Ferdinand and Isabella, and he really went after them and just constantly uh, was giving them proposals. And for six and a half years, he, he tried to convince Ferdinand and Isabella. They were very skeptical. Ferdinand did not like him, the king. Uh, personally, Isabella was kind of enamored with him, and she, she uh, wanted to listen more to what he had to say. But um, the, he talked to them for six and a half years, and uh, they put together panels of wise men and learned men and uh, uh, seaman to look at his proposal, and finally the the, the panel came back and rejected uh, the proposal. Said it was not possible. Uh, there was nothing back there. Um, they didn't outright reject the panel's uh, recommendation, but they they told Columbus, "No, we're done. Uh, maybe another another day." So seven and a half years wasted. Um, seven years, uh, seven and a half years, eight years of, of financial devastation and contempt. And so totally dejected, uh, Columbus packed his, his few meager things in a, in a saddlebag, and he began the long journey back to France to live. Now, what happened next is simply a miracle. Uh, they were a day into their journey back to France. Uh, they were overtaken by a royal messenger. Columbus was to return immediately, and without explanation, he was ushered into the presence of the queen, and miraculously, uh, she informed him that his proposal had been accepted. Now... That's a miracle, uh, just an amazing twist, a, a turn in time right there. And uh, what caused the queen to change her mind? What's interesting is we don't know. Uh, history does not record uh, what, what happened there, why she changed her mind. Columbus believed it was simply the will of God. And so uh, the amazing thing is, and this is something I can't spend time on, that, that, but is that Columbus had to have the support of Spain. Had he, we now know, had, has patron been England or Portugal or any other country, uh, he would have failed. And I'll explain that uh, in just a moment. But he set sail in August of 1492, and uh, he made his way to the Canary Islands. Um, sailors depend on the wind. They need a, a crosswind to propel them forward. Uh, this was also, uh, in a sense, new technology that really wouldn't be... Uh, uh, Learned Med wouldn't uh, agree on for another 100, 150 years. Very interesting how ahead of his time he wasn't sailing. Um, there are a number of explorers who had attempted to sail just due west, and uh, it had gone so slowly they eventually had to quit. But he began by sailing uh, 700 miles, almost 1,000 miles south towards Africa to the Canary Islands, which is a country that, or islands that were controlled by Spain. And uh, what I mentioned here earlier was that, that uh, he had to go to the Canary Islands. There he found a north, uh, the northeast trade winds, and that propelled him all the way to the Americas. But um, had he been sponsored by any other country, only Spain controlled those islands. He would have had to set sail from any, somewhere else, anywhere else but the Canary Islands. 
and uh, he would have failed, and we would not remember his name. A very interesting piece of history right there. So, so the voyage was very long, of course. It started in August. By the end of September, the men uh, had decided, the sailors had decided this was a fool's mission. And by the end of September, the crews were ready to mutiny. Uh, Columbus realized that his time was very short. Uh, soon the men would just give up. They might toss him overboard and just sail back to, to Spain. On October 9th, the captains of the other two ships um, demanded a meeting. And in that meeting, uh, they demanded that the, the, uh, the search for land be abandoned and they find a way home because winter was coming. And Columbus agreed that if they did not find land in three days, he would, he would turn the ships around. However, by the next day, there was open mutiny on, uh, on the ship. Uh, he tried to cheer them up. He reminded them of how, how rich and famous they would be if, we, if they found land. Um, but uh, he told them, in spite of their fears, he was going to go on with the help of the Lord. In that evening, he knew that his time was very short, and he prayed into the night, asking God for help. Well, the next day, um, they found a piece of board, and then they found a stick that had been whittled uh, by a, a human being. And this uh, settled the men, and the next day, 2 a.m. in the morning, October 12th, um, somebody on the Pinta, the, one of the three ships, shouted out, uh, land on the horizon. And the next day, they saw land for the first time. Uh, Columbus immediately um, uh, named the island uh, after Jesus, uh, San Salvador. And um, uh, he had discovered uh, that great landmass between Europe and, and China. Uh, he would spend the next six months visiting a number of islands, Cuba, the Bahamas, uh, Espanol. He was greeted with uh, great acclaim as he returned to Spain in March of the next year. Uh, he would make three more voyages. Eventually, he would die in 1506. But as I said earlier, um, Columbus's life is a series of events that can only be explained by God's sovereignty. Uh, we talked a little bit about this last week, but the coincidences, um, as I use that in quotes, can only be explained as, as miracles. Uh, what would have happened, we talked about this last week, but what would have happened had Columbus died at the age of 14? If you remember, he was almost the only one that survived that battle, that sea battle, and was washed ashore in Portugal. Uh, what if Spain had not been his sponsor? If any other country had sponsored him, he would have sailed into the wind like everybody else had, and um, he would have failed. So why did God use Columbus? And it's it's hard to know. Maybe we'll understand someday. Um, it could be uh, because of his determination that God was leading him to do this. Um, he was available. I really think sometimes God uses those that are available. It may not be, wouldn't have been our first choice, but he uses those that said, Lord, just use me here. And um, God is sovereign. Uh, we know that. He knows all. And above all, he is good. And we thank the, thank the Lord this morning for this really miraculous story and I want to read again this verse in, in Daniel uh, chapter 2, um, where we learn a little bit about God's moving in, in, in our lives. He said, And he changes the times and the seasons. He removeth kings, and he setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise, and knowledge to them that know understanding. He revealeth the deep and secret things. Those verses explain a lot about God's sovereignty and, and how he does intervene in the affairs of men uh, to to make his will happen. And I want to thank the Lord this morning for this man, very unlikely person, um, that God would use to discover. Um, we'll talk next week, uh, uh, next time we, we have another uh, event that we're going to talk about, but uh, 
how that it was very, very, it's, it's extremely important, of course, and, and, and is everything to us, that America be discovered, um, I'll put it this way, by uh, peoples with Judeo, Christian Judeo uh, background. Uh, it could have been discovered by China. America could have been just, been just uh, uh, developed by the indigenous people that, that lived here. Um, those uh, that we would not have the America we have today. And so God is leading and God is working. And we'll, we'll see that again uh, next month when we look at the second miracle in, in God's, in American history.